Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. My heart for you is to see and understand the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus commanded us to seek first, to seek first the kingdom, which I'd love to encourage you to begin to think about the kingdom as a country. Paul says that we are citizens of heaven, that we are a royal priesthood. When you understand that the kingdom of God is a country, you begin to understand your citizenship, your benefits, your rights as a kingdom kid, as a son and a daughter of God. You realize that the army, the military are not the citizens. Your military, your military are the angels, heaven's hosts. Remember when Jesus was being tempted by the devil, the devil said to him, you know, jump, why don't you jump off this pinnacle? Because the angels will will, will protect you. They will catch you. Okay, in other words, if you're a citizen of heaven, then you've got a military who who's going to support you. And... That is a true observation, even though he is a liar and the father of lies. He was quoting the Bible. And so we know that the kingdom is a country that has amazing benefits. Many people want to cross over from, you know, Haiti into the Bahamas because they get a better life. Many people want to cross over from Mexico into Canada or into America because there are benefits. Many people want to come to Australia, maybe not Victoria at the moment, but many people want to come to Australia because there's free health care, there's a lot of safety and, and all those sorts of benefits. So what are the benefits of the kingdom of God? Well, obviously eternal life, obviously a relationship with God. Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were sick, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So I think one of the greatest benefits of the kingdom of light is being able to see. Being able to see is an incredible gift. And so today I want you to close your eyes and and imagine When you were born again, Jesus said you could see the kingdom of God. He said that to Nicodemus. By the way, don't close your eyes if you're driving. (laughs) Uh, Nicodemus, he said, if you are born again, you can see the kingdom. In fact, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom. So remember that everything that is visible came out of the invisible. Everything that exists, God created from the invisible realm. So the Holy Spirit was brooding over the waters. And when God spoke, 
you know, he was able to create something out of nothing, create something out of out of whatever was there then. But the Bible says clearly in, in Colossians and other books that that everything exists in Christ, that he was here before the universe began, before the worlds were formed. So it's that reality that you are born into. In fact, I was thinking yesterday, you know, John, the apostle that Jesus loved, he has yet to receive his imperishable body. You know, because the saints that, that, are, that are crying out for, 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 for their enemies to be punished, they, they are still waiting for their new bodies. You know, maybe they're in paradise. You know, um, you know Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Uh, we, we don't exactly know. I mean, heaven's real. I'm sure they're in heaven, so to speak. But, but we know that it's going to be in a moment, in, in the twinkling of an eye. God has not yet destroyed this planet. He's not yet destroyed heaven and earth and created a new heaven and a new earth. So right now, we're still living in the first heaven and earth. Okay, so Paul, oh, let me read it out. Um, it's really, really good. I think it was yesterday in my notes. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, it will, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, if you're in heaven right now, like the Apostle Paul, you have not yet received your imperishable body because it's in that moment of the twinkling of an eye of the changing over of rolling up the heavens like a garment when Jesus comes back to the earth judges the devil finally destroys heaven and earth locks up the devil forever and throws away the key and creates a new heaven and a new earth that's when we get our new body that never dies the the righteous to live with Jesus forever and he will be our light, and there'll be no sun, no moon. You know the stories. So I was thinking, you know, Jesus is still longing for that intimacy with John, with, 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 with you and I, with all of us. He can't wait to be with us. He wants to be with us, and I know that he is with you in a sense now, and I know that when you die to be with the Lord, it says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But I believe that there's a, a level of communion with him that is going to be beyond. You know, 1 John says, when we, when we die, when we see him, we will be like him. Jesus prayed to the Father that we would be one as he is one. In Revelation 22, we, we see rejoice because the 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 place with of god is now with man on the earth i i just love that god has been waiting can't he can't wait to be on earth with man per perpetually 
He loves he just he loves us and he loves communion with us and and he loves it when we surrender and we worship him and he comes down and his glory fills the temple and the train of his robe fills the temple and he he inhabits our praises but there's something coming in the new Jerusalem in the new heaven and the new earth when we are one with God when he is our light when we don't need the sun or the moon and we have an imperishable body that will never die and we can walk on the water and and we can walk through the walls and we can have a communion with him that will be like no other. And I believe that Paul and others talk about the ages to come. There's only been an age or two or three as far as we know, but there's another age to come, the age of power. We're living in the age of grace, but there's an age of power that's coming. And so what I want you to do is, as I said, remember your salvation experience and close your eyes if it's safe to do so. And remember that 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 you came out of darkness into light, that there's a spiritual reality behind the physical reality. When you were born again, your spirit man came alive. Your mind, your eyes, your spiritual eyes were opened. Your spiritual ears were opened. You became one with God. You were seated in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, so far above every other principality and power. There was something in the invisible realm that changed. And now God expects everything else to change. He expects you to change your physical realm. Many of us, when we got saved, we we got healed of a sickness, we got healed of a disease, we got we quit smoking, we were able to do things. There was a physical manifestation. You know, your eyes changed. Stefan was his face, and Philip, their face was glowing. I think it was Steph, Stefan's face was glowing like an angel. You know, Moses' face was glowing. There's there's a confidence about us. There's a boldness about us. In other words, something changes in the natural as a result of the change in the spirit. And today I'm just wanting to impart that grace that the Holy Spirit is brooding over you. He's brooding over the waters, so to speak, of your life. He wants to change you today. He wants to change your physical environment. He wants to change your body. He wants to change the way you look, the way you talk. He wants to begin to manifest James said that faith without works is dead. Jesus said, freely you've received, freely give. He said, if you've received this good seed on the good soil, then you will bear fruit a hundred times what was sown. He said, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. In other words, you're going to do something with what I've given you. So today, listen to me. You are dearly loved. You have been loved and you have no right to to do anything other than to love other people because you owe no man anything but to love them you you don't worry about yourself you don't worry about your life you don't carry judgments you don't carry offense you let it all go you no longer live but Christ lives in you and so your focus is how can i get this light outside of me today how can i give away this truth how can i be a blessing. How? Who can I prophesy over? Who can I pray for today? How can I change my world from the inside out? God is wanting to escape you in a good way. He's wanting to get out. 
He's wanting to touch the environment around you and he has authorized you to do so. So Father, right now I pray, release the kingdom of God through these vessels. You are a vessel of honor, useful for the master. There are good works that are prepared for you to do that you would walk in them. And it's his power that works mightily in you to do those good works that he prepared in advance for you to do. It's not you. You get out of the way and allow God to do it through you for his glory. And I believe right now and today there's an impartation for you to do that. Just receive that now. Thank you, Father, that everything we need for life and godliness is inside of us. Thank you that it's the river of living water that flows out of us, out of our belly. Thank you that there's power that you have deposited in us, that works in us, that works through us. Thank you you have given us divine knowledge. You've given us wisdom. You've given us revelation. You've given us your son. You've given us your name. You've given us your kingdom. In other words, it's out. It's now the focus is out. We have got to give it out. Lord, unplug us. Give us whatever Drano we need, whatever plunging we need to get unplugged. Help us to die to ourselves. Lord, break what needs to be broken. Lord, and fix and repair what needs to be fixed and repaired. Lord, we give you permission. Bring out the tools, the plumbing tools, Lord, so that we would be unblocked, so that we would be able to freely, freely, freely give as we've freely received. Let our eyes be fixed on you, Lord Jesus Christ, today. You are our Father. Jesus, you said that you are going to your God and our God, to your Father and our Father, and we are your brothers and sisters, Jesus. Amen. Hey there. I have not given an opportunity for a while for you to make a decision to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. As I said, the kingdom is a country. And like those who want to change citizenships to come to Australia, you and I are able to move citizenships today, right now. It is a legal transaction. And Jesus Christ is a king and he loves you, he forgives you. Remember, he lay on that cross, you know, pinned down. And his arms were wide open when he said to his Father and our Father, to his God and our God, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So if Jesus can forgive the very people who crucified him, he can forgive you as well. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, whoever believes in me has eternal life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So 
Jesus Christ paid the price for your sins. When, when God looks at you, he sees the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, the one and only man who lived a perfect, sinless life. It is literally a ransom. It's like paying bail to get you out of jail, but it's a permanent cancellation of your debt. His blood is enough to pay for the sins of the whole world. In fact, the Bible says God is not counting men's sins against them. That's right. No one on earth is God counting their sins. I know it's hard to believe, but it is the Bible truth. Okay, 2 Corinthians says, For our sake he made Christ to become sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we literally take on the life of Christ. We take on his name. We take on his identity. We take on his citizenship. We take on his righteousness. We take on his holiness. You know the Christians receive the Holy Spirit who could not possibly come to you if you were not holy. So right now, you become holy. You become holy by transactioning, by having a transaction with God. The Bible says, with our mouths we confess and with our hearts we believe unto salvation. So with our, with our mouths we confess and with our hearts we believe unto salvation. So that is what you do right now. And it's not a joke. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. If you declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now that... That is impossible to believe in your natural mind. So right now, if your heart is leaping for joy, if you want to join me in eternal life, say these prayers. Say, Father, after me. So say, Father, I repent for my sins, for living an independent life. I come to you now in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I receive forgiveness. Cleanse me of my sin. I give my life to you. I want to follow you. Lead me now. Send me your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So you can go back and pray that again if you'd like. I'll put a whole bunch of scriptures in the notes. But most of all, I'd love you to find a community of, of Christians, of believers. Now, this is a Christian. A Christian is somebody who obeys the words of Jesus Christ. Now, he commanded us. He commanded me not only to preach the word to you, but in Matthew 28, he commanded me to teach you to obey 
all that he has commanded. And his commands are not burdensome. His commands, really, they're impossible to do in your own strength. But if you have been born again right now, if you're a Christian, then you have received the power of God. You may not feel it or you may feel it, but you have received the power of God. Number one, the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from your sin and it has broken the power of sin. So you literally find it easy to do the right thing now in the same way that you used to find it hard to do the right thing. It becomes your default because your spirit is alive, your spirit is born again, and your soul, that's your mind, your will, and your emotions, are on a process of being changed into the actual image of God. We are transformed into His image. And part of that process is the Holy Spirit. Part of that process is the body of Christ, the people that God puts in the church to change you and to love you and to encourage you and sometimes to correct you. It also comes through the Word of God. So I want to encourage you to surrender as you have surrendered, in a sense, your life today, your spirit. Surrender continually surrender your mind to God, your heart to God, your will to God, your emotions to God. As Jesus said, not my will, God, be done, but your will be done. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, and all of your strength. Father God, I just pray for this believer who is making a first-time decision for Christ or a, a, a recommitment that you would fill them right now with your spirit, with your power. Help them to, to switch over, not only into the kingdom of God, but into the place of yieldedness, where they realize that it is by your stripes that they are healed. It is by your blood that we are saved. It is through Jesus Christ who is the way. It's not our own strength, God. It's your strength. It's your power that works mightily in us to do the good works that you've begun in us in Christ Jesus. And I do just encourage you to read the book of, of Philippians. Again, I'll put some of those um, notes in the Bible in the, in the notes for this episode. Okay, guys, well done. Congratulations. Uh, find a, a Christian church where people believe God and obey the words of Jesus. Remember, look, every church has its own uh, customs, you know, their own ideas. Um, some are great, some not so helpful. So what's the barometer? How do you know where to go? Well, you go where God sends you, but you go to a, to a church where they are obeying the words of Jesus. Now, this is a word from our brother, the Apostle John, the one Jesus loved, the one that I mentioned in this episode. And, oh, this is so good. Oh, my God. But if anyone obeys his word, 
love for God is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in God. Whoever claims to live in God must live as Jesus lived. He says, we know that we have come to know God if we keep his commandments. So what are his commandments? Well, to love, to forgive, to not judge, you know, to live as Christ lived. You have received an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. That's also from 1 John chapter 2. Okay, guys, well done. Thanks so much for listening, and congratulations if you made a first-time decision for Christ. I will um, put the uh, scriptures in there for you, and yeah, we, we love you heaps. Have a wonderful day, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.